hey, Kelsey, can I interview you? <laughs> I guess. Um, so, what are you, what are you packing for, bud? Oh, I'm gonna just climb the tallest mountain in the United States, minus what's in Alaska, because I've never been there. Hello and welcome. My name is Morgan, and this week we're talking about backpacking. Annika Sieverts is going to jump in towards the end of this episode, but I just kind of wanted to talk you through what I've been up to and what this episode's going to be about. Uh, it's a little funky of a way to approach it because I wasn't even sure if I was going to talk about this. It seems very braggy, but um, I was recently given the opportunity to go on a backpacking trip through the Sequoia National Forest, through the Inyo National Forest, and then up to Mount Whitney with a group of five friends. Beforehand, I wanted to interview some women about backpacking, and the difficulty with that is these are women who are out and about and exploring, and they're very difficult to get a hold of. So I ended up doing something a little peculiar and sort of phone call ambushing my friends. This is what happened. Hello. Hi. Uh, I was wondering if you have like five minutes to be interviewed about backpacking. Hi. It's good. Um, could I interview you for like less than five minutes about backpacking? May I interview you about backpacking? Sure. Well, what's your name? <laughs> Crystal. Okay. And Crystal, how many times have you been on a backpacking adventure? Been on one large backpacking adventure. And how did you learn about it? What, like, did someone teach you as you went, or how did that work? So it was when I was living in Alaska, and uh, we have the one big backpacking trail, the Choco Trail, which was used in the 1890s. And so it's kind of a big thing that everybody does at some point during their Skagway career, you seasonal, so kind of a weird little town. But so I got the wisdom of everyone who had done it before me. Um, just, you know, when you go, when, what not to wear, how many days to do it in. Yeah. How many days yeah. was it? It was four days, three nights. Wow. That's a lot. It was. Okay. Last question. What advice do you give to someone starting out or wanting to do more backpacking? Mm-hmm. Just reading. You know, figure out what kind of adventure you want to have and just read about it. I think that's one of the best things about being alive right now is that there's over information on everything, so you can really do a lot to help yourself have a, a better better experience, smoother experience. Hello, hello. Um, so first of all, what's your name? Lauren Wilkin. So Lauren, how many times would you say you've been backpacking? I've only been backpacking uh, three times now, so not very frequently but <laughs> did you start this summer I, uh last summer i did my first trip last summer and so now i'm trying to catch up and get in more trips this summer and how did you learn the ins and outs of backpacking um i just i made some friends through my work um who wanted to go and one of them had been before and the rest of us hadn't so she was like well hey i'm going backpacking you want to go and i said okay <laughs> um and she just kind of gave me a list of things i needed to acquire and yeah, then we went. I'm, I've, I camp all the time, so I know how to set up a tent. <laughs> Experiencing throwing everything I need in a pack was a first for me, but it was just kind of a trial and error. Let's see how it goes. There was a few errors my first trip, for sure. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, what was the learning curve? Like, what was the hardest thing to kind of get it to work? I think 
for me, it was um, I, I had read a lot about people overpacking their packs because they think they need a ton of things. So I ended up underpacking my first trip. Um, my pack was super light and it, I didn't bring enough food. And there was a couple of like just nice to have that I didn't bring along with me because I was afraid that it would be too heavy and I would struggle to hike up a mountain <laughs> with, a, with a pack that's like larger than I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up underpacking uh, and eating peanuts just peanuts for the entire last day of my trip because I did not bring enough food. <laughs> that was pretty terrible. <laughs> to this day, I don't like them. <laughs> you know, how, what do you look for in someone who is going to lead a trip with you or, or companion who you haven't maybe hiked with before? Most trips I've been on have been with different people. I like to make sure it's someone I know I can get along with. I don't want to go hike up a mountain and you kind of sit there the last few hours of the day with nothing to talk about. That would be kind of kind of lame. But I think someone who is, I guess, just relaxed and super chill because there was someone I was going to hike with and they're very, very intense. Like, mm-hmm. I've gone on just day hikes with them and they go super fast and they're like, don't want to look at the scenery. They just, like, want to go reach the destination. They're there for, like, the exercise and the, just the hike. And it's like, I want someone who's going to, I want to stop for five minutes to look at this cool mountain scene that we just passed. Mm-hmm. Um, so someone who's relaxed and just, just there to have fun um, and doesn't mind going slow and stopping to smell the roses, I guess. If you're gonna... <laughs> I forgot to introduce her here, but this is my friend Verena. She lives in Montana and we met because she was playing cards while camping and asked me to join. So... That was a pretty rad way to make a friend. Uh, how many times have you been backpacking overnight? Oh, um, a lot. Okay. <laughs> how long have you been going? <laughs> Let's see. I think I started backpacking when my sister was, like, just old enough to, like, carry weight. Oh, wow. Which I think, mm, oh, I want to say she was, like, seven. And so I think I was 11. Okay. Um, somewhere around there, we did our first backpacking trip as a family in the Beartooths. I was like just trying to wrap my mind around the fact that like we had to carry our own weight into the backcountry and <laughs> that we were gonna have to bear bag because they didn't have bear lockers and just all of that just felt so foreign to me. Just because you mentioned this, how can you be more safe when you're doing it? Yeah, I think definitely researching um, where you're going is a big one and kind of just. You know, like, are there grizzly bears or are there just black bears or are there no bears? And just being aware of what safety measures you need to take as far as food storage um, or if you need to carry bear spray. Mm-hmm. And knowing, um, like, how many people are there. Oftentimes, I think if, like, an area is more highly trafficked, you know, like, if you get into trouble, then the odds that someone else is there can help you are higher than if you're in a place where there's no one there then you just have to be more careful in those areas mm-hmm. and also just like knowing your limits and being comfortable saying no and making sure that you're in a group that doesn't like pressure people to do things that are outside of their comfort limit and you know like a group is only as like I hate saying this but a group is only as strong as the weakest person because I don't think anyone really in the backcountry is weak <laughs> but um, a, a group is only as knowledgeable yeah. as the freshest person, maybe? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like that, you know, like, you're a group and hopefully you're not, oh, that's another thing, don't go by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you're 
very like your experience and you know exactly where you're gonna go you know like have you ever gone um, by yourself not backpacking okay no. i've been tempted i've i've wanted to try it but i've never like I, it's not even like brave enough i've never been stupid enough maybe yeah i think there are like certain areas where i've like gone a couple times where i know like i know the trail and i know like how how heavily it's trafficked mm-hmm. um where i would feel more comfortable doing that but then of course in like that case i would like tell someone exactly where i'm going like exactly when i'm playing on being back and like you know like call search and rescue if i'm like not back by like this <laughs> this time on this on this day yeah <laughs> so i think like there are definitely ways to do it and there are a lot of ways to stay safe right now you ready yes, um let's do it yes how many times have you been backpacking yeah probably more than i can count how did you learn the ins and outs of it um i grew up backpacking with my family um but i think my dad would take the lead a lot in a lot of things and it wasn't really until i got a job doing trail work in northern idaho and i would backpack week on week off that i really like found my own system and found what worked for me awesome so you you basically did it for work I did it for, I, yeah, I started, well, I, like, had, I, like, got the job because I had a background in it, so mm-hmm. I had enough experience, but then, like, really dialed my, my skills and system while, yeah, being a, a wilderness ranger. Hell yeah. And what advice do you give to someone starting out or wanting to backpack? Know that it's just, like, walking and then sleeping outside and not to put too much pressure on, on, like this idea of backpacking because that might be intimidating or might feel like you're you're not prepared for it but you're you've been sleeping all all the time and you've been cooking and you've been walking so (laughs) (laughs) you can just (laughs) charge on with that (laughs) i love that just basic skills just a little bit harder yeah exactly all right cool any last thoughts about backpacking you want to share is this specifically for like females yeah yeah so I think that we live in a culture where we tend to follow males um in the outdoors when we're first getting into a like recreational activity and I think that it's super valuable for yeah women to to support women and women to like invest in time with each other um, specifically in backcountry settings and just like be reliant on each other's skills because you have everything you need um, and you don't need, yeah, you don't like need to rely on male influences or people who you perceive as knowing more than you do. What's your name? I'm Kelsey. Okay, cool. Cool. Did you... Uh, how'd you uh, end up going on the trip? Um, I had friends who told me to get permits for it. We all put in for the lottery, and I was the one who won the lottery permits, and then they couldn't go. So here I am without them, um, and we're going to do it. You're making new friends along the way. Yes, I forced some other people to come (laughs) with me, a.k.a. you. (laughs) And we're going to climb this big old mountain. Uh, what do you know about Mount Whitney? I know that it's 14,505 feet tall. Wow. 
That sounds accurate. Yes, it is. Because I looked it up. (laughs) Um, I know that it is in the Sierra range. Um, I know that... Oh. Oh. (laughs) Some more eggs deposited. Some some more gear just landed in front of me. I must carry it all to the top. So what's your, your background with backpacking? Um, once upon a time, I went to school in North Dakota, and there's nothing to do there, so every spring break, we went and road tripped somewhere because people didn't mind driving 30 hours, um, to go somewhere cool. <laughs> um. You're so desperate. Yeah. For, for mountains or any, any kind of tree. thing that's yeah. cool. <laughs> um, and then I had an internship in Washington one summer, and my friends there all liked to backpack, so we backpacked every single weekend. Pretty much. And I did not have backpacking gear, so I looked like a yard sale. Um, <laughs> it's just very patchy. It just was a backpack with a lot of bungee cords and things strapped to the outside. Wow. So it wasn't fun, but it was fun, and then you learned what you need. And now I've got somewhat of a setup, but I'm very cheap, so a lot of things yeah. are big because they don't cost as much. Since you brought that up, yeah, how do you feel about, like, backpack? It's a very expensive activity. It's very expensive, except for if you buy things at an REI garage sale, they're less expensive, but they don't always work. Things like inflatable sleeping pads that you know have a hole in them, but you say, oh, I could probably just patch it. You probably put some but tape on it. But then you can't patch it because it keeps not holding air. So then you buy one of these. I just, it's one of those accordion uh-huh. old school foam ones, so we're going to try it out. Never slept on it, but might as well... Nice. Give it a try the first time you do a big old mountain. Uh, I did bring a pad, but there's a chance I won't use it because I kind of just figure I won't be able to sleep very well. You're just gonna sleep on the rocks. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna be sad. I'm just. You're gonna just sit in a tent, like <laughs> kind of in a maybe in a fetal position. That would be probably. <laughs> like a, yeah, like a fallen over. Oh boy! Fetal position. Here comes the gear train. Look out! Okay. Uh, <laughs> nice. So when you were, like, learning how to do these kind of trips, did you, uh, like, have someone who was your guide buddy, or did you just kind of piecemeal... Uh, How did you learn? How did you... Trial by fire. I was... All my friends, speaking of living in North Dakota, all my friends I went backpacking with were all from North Dakota, so they didn't know what they were doing either. So everyone just had a lot of stuff, and between all of us, somehow we had enough stuff for everyone to survive. That does seem like a lot of, like, communal sharing is, like, yeah. a good way to learn. Like, we had one stove for seven people, and then we learned we should probably buy more of those because that's not a good ratio. A time. Is there something you're nervous about and something you're excited about? Something I'm nervous about is that I didn't train for this really at all, so I'm just <laughs> worried that my body will hurt really bad. I just don't want to get actual, like, sore is fine. I just want to be actually hurt. Right. But we'll see if these... These legs bring me to the top. <laughs> See if these games are strong enough. Yeah, let's just cross uh, our fingers. All right, and what's um, something you're excited about? I'm excited to experience type 2 fun with good pals. Heck type yeah. 2 fun is miserable when it's happening, but awesome in retrospect. Excellent. The definition. Don't look it up in the dictionary, though. Might not be verbatim what I just said. <laughs> it's close enough. Going in, I knew that we were unprepared. I knew that I was not fit enough for the challenge, and I knew that I was probably going to make some mistakes somewhere. How's everyone doing? Great! Good. 
Cool. No further questions. That was it. That Thank was... you. Have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> 1,200 feet? Yeah, no, we're at 11,000. We're at 11,000. Air's getting a little thin. Hard to breathe. Yep. I kept in mind the basics. I remembered it's just sleeping and it's eating and it's walking. And I've been doing that for many, many years now. Captain's log, it's, oh, there's like a handful of snow just outside. What did you see? I just, all of this. All of this, yeah. <laughs> uh, our shoes aren't too badly wet, but we left some things outside that are, that we had to pull in. Uh, and there's like a, I would say a small creek flowing underneath my yeah. part of the tent. <laughs> it feels like a low grade waterbed. <laughs> I guess it's, you know, silver lining we got here when we got here. We would have been so done. The day after I climbed Mount Whitney, I wrote down how I felt about it. We had hiked for six miles and then camped. It had rained and hailed. And then at one in the morning, we went up to summit the mountain at daybreak. It was incredibly difficult, but looking over my notes, one part in particular has really lasted with me. It was about two, maybe three in the morning, and instead of turning back, we had decided, I had decided to keep going. And this is what I wrote. But watching the stars and the new moon rising with a red rim they were so bright and so close. At one point, I was parallel with a warm yellow star that we think is the planet Venus. To ascend from darkness into the skies at night is a wonderful arrival. And we looked across the craggy boulders to see pinpricks of headlamps, human stars on the same mission. survived a torrential downpour. It hailed on us. Two thunderstorms rolled through and you were involved in a waterfall landslide type deal. So <laughs> <laughs> here we are. Yeah. <laughs> we're here. We're excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited. feeling emotions. I'm horny. I can't really <laughs> speak to them very well. Can you? Yeah. You're saying there's a section that's like super steep? Yeah. Okay. It's just a 72% grade. But it's grade. only one switchback. <laughs> one switchback. Okay. I think I want to bring my pulse just because I'm wandering around in the dark. Scratch that from the record. I know, I Spit it out. I mean, it's like super red over there. It looks like it's about to Red skies in the morning. Do it until you see lightning. <laughs> and even then, kind of like ignore it. And it's kind of far away. Yeah. Hey, I got to nine seconds. It's fine. You want to grab the other side, Cody? Yeah, so uh, I didn't tell you what I've been up to 
Um, it's, no, it's all it's surprised. been my dirty little secret. Um, I like going outdoors and, um, sleeping outside, uh, and I, and I borrow a lot of gear to do it. And, and that's my, that's my dirty secret is that I've been, I've done that twice this summer already as a guilty pleasure. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, you definitely, like, skipped a huge, awful part of camping, which is our smoke season, because it is awful now. Uh, my finish line happened just before smoke season, the before the fires in California and Oregon simultaneously erupted, so. <laughs> so you didn't have to deal with, like, uh, what do they call it, airborne sickness? That's not what it is. Altitude sickness. I am actually very sensitive to altitude sickness, um... And so on, like, the practice hike I went into earlier this year, I thought that I was having, like, a headache and, like, feeling kind of woozy and, like, oh, okay, this is altitude sickness. Um, And then on the second hike I went on this summer, which was a bigger deal, uh, I was, you know, experiencing those symptoms again. And my friend was like, when was the last time you ate? And I was like, oh, I don't know, like dinner time? And they were like, that's cool. You're burning a shit ton of calories. You should eat some food right now. <laughs> and immediately I felt better after eating a granola bar. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so, you're like, oh, yeah, you're Oh, right. this is fitness? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, cliff bars save lives. That's all I'm going to say. Not sponsored by them, but I like them. <laughs> Would take that. Would take that sponsorship. <laughs> that's yeah. That's a good. That's a great sponsorship. They don't need it. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Well, we need it. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to support us, go to Patreon.com/slash/WomenTravel. Women spelled with an X. Uh, if you just you know want to chip in a few dollars, that's cool. Hell yeah! That was a great segue. We love segues. And we're gonna no more ads. Uh, that was it for the ads. Um, there's going to be a lot of thank yous at the end, but yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people are on the show. It's probably the highest number of voices uh, I've done on an episode yet. So for Verity, uh, the, I guess, center point of this is that I uh, went to Mount Whitney and I hiked it. It's the tallest mountain um, in the lower 49. And then people are like, but Hawaii. And I'm like, actually, I looked it up. It's taller than Hawaii. So there. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) uh, it's, it's strangely enough, one of the more... I don't want to say most easy because like some of them are like hills in North Dakota. Um, But of the 50 Mm -hmm. states, this one is is very tall and fairly accessible. Um, Like I had not worked out all summer because I can't because the gyms are unsanitary. (laughs) Disgusting. Uh, They were gross beforehand. Let's be if we're being honest. That's true. But now it's dangerous. Now it's dangerous. Now it's a, it's a Russian <laughs> <Yes>. roulette. <laughs> um, so I wasn't as fit as I would have liked to be. And so we just went and winged it. And uh, it's 14,508 feet up. Uh, so altitude sickness for, like, the symptoms can kick in for as low as, like, 6,000 to 7,000 or feet up. So um, we just took it really slow. Um, and we went the first day six miles, 
uh, and camped for half the night and then woke up at one in the morning and then did a, uh, yeah, did a sunrise summit. <laughs> oh, okay. I was going to be like, why, why the also, heck did you it's go hot. at one like, in the morning? California. That's I don't know true. if you know this, Annika. California is hot. It is so mm-hmm. hot. We, yeah. You, usually Idaho is pretty hot, but we've, we've been, been okay. I don't have AC, summer. so I'm really experiencing yeah. how what okay is and like oh good I should be grateful about this cool so it was actually really nice and like cool and it was a nice hike overall um even though I wasn't sure if I was going to make it to the top I did and that was cool thank you I it's it's like I'm proud of myself that I forced my body to do something it didn't want to do I didn't train for and I probably hadn't eaten enough (laughs) and it's just like yeah that's good <laughs> it feels it seems like if you write it down on paper and think about it too long it seems like a bad thing to do but i did it so yeah you did it um <laughs> it's definitely more of a popular sport i would say in like the south what are we northern pacific yeah northern pacific it's more popular in places where there are mountains yeah so like idaho <laughs> mountain climbing is a thing <laughs> people like like to brag a lot about hiking but i think mostly their hiking is just like the foothills and so that's weird why is why is that something you can brag about i don't well yeah but like climbing a mountain sounds like way more impressive than like oh i did camel's back you know something like that so even though you're like uh <laughs> inkling mountain or whatever like no that's a pretty cool thing for you to do like Thanks. that's on some people's bucket lists like come on get some props to okay, yourself okay it has been something that i was aware of not necessarily like i can't die until i do this but like sure that'd be cool that'd be that'd be neat D- did it have, like, a little sign that told you, it was like, this is the experience level you should be at for climbing this mountain? You know what? There wasn't. Um, and there was a lot of very confusing direction, because a lot of people online were like, oh, it's super easy. And then a lot of people online were like, this is a dangerous trail. This is, you should be warned. And it's like, um... So split the difference? Yeah, I was going to say, is this, like, somewhere kind of in between where you're like, ooh, this kind of sketchy, but it's yeah, okay. Yeah, that's pretty, that's exactly what my review would be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's 22 miles, so if you can hike or carry 30 pounds of stuff plus your body for 22 miles, then you can do it. <laughs> so definitely not for the faint of heart. Yeah, it was definitely, like, peer pressure powered this hike. Powered by peer pressure. <laughs> True. Well, you had some friends with you, and that always helps. Yeah. I feel like if it was just your, like, significant other, you'd be like, shut up! No! I'm fine by myself! <laughs> we actually, what's funny is, yeah, I went with my partner, and uh, at one point, kind of, like, we were going to bed, and, and both of us were like, are we going to actually do this? And he was like, I don't, I don't know if I want to... I don't know. And so both of us were just like, if it was both of us, we just would have been like, nah, this seems like a bad idea. <laughs> it's the rest of the friends that made us do it. <laughs> yeah, that I feel like that's how it usually goes sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, 
you know, we're always taught, like, don't give in to peer pressure, but sometimes in rare occasions, peer pressure does work. <laughs> I think if you have good, healthy peers, then peer pressure is a great thing. That's true. Ha! Yeah, that's that's a good amendment to what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> would your friends, if your friends jumped off a bridge, would you do it too? Um, yeah. I trust well, my friends, bro. They probably know that it's a deeper water <laughs> than I knew. I, I was going to say, like, how, how high is the bridge? Because if it's, like, shallow water, big bridge, no thank you. But if it's deep water, kind of semi-big bridge, yeah, I'll do that for fun. But do you have any friends who would jump into a shallow water high bridge? No. Yeah. <laughs> Check your peers. That's really what that, that motto should be. Like, hey, have good friends that you can trust. And are sensible. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, mm, no, bridge too high, water too low. And you're like, that's a good friend. <laughs> um, the last detail I wanted to talk about was that, um, again, I cannot stress enough how I was not fit enough for this. Um, and I even had trekking poles. I highly recommend trekking poles because they allow you to haul your body up once you've lost the will to move. Hey, thanks for listening. I want to give special thanks to Kelsey, Derek, Kenyon, and Andrew for hiking with me. Thank you to Kelsey in particular for letting me record her and use her videos for this episode and for inviting me to go to Mount Whitney with her. That was a really special trip, and I really want to thank that whole group for such an awesome time. Thank you to Crystal, Lauren, Taryn, and Verena for letting me ambush them with phone interviews. I'm so grateful to have such a cool group of friends to go on adventures with. And thank you for listening. I hope you're staying sane, going on hikes if you can, and ask around if you're looking for someone to go hiking with. That's the best first step. And I definitely agree as a takeaway that solitude is something we need to focus on, especially in times where we're kind of stuck in the same place. It's important to get out and to disconnect from technology and, and all of those fun distractions. As well, it's important to recognize that we're constantly in under the influence of the people around us. So paying attention to that and paying attention to the male and female communities that we surround ourselves with is very important.